Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. So, very good afternoon to you. Welcome to the program today, Saturday afternoon, Cutting Edge Current Affairs on Newsbreak Talk. Did you have tea this morning? Well, somebody had tea yesterday, didn't they? Wouldn't we all? Would have been loved to um, have been invited to that tea party. Well, well, I mean, yeah, let's not call it a tea party, but they did have tea. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can connect the dots or join the dots. Um... And what I'm talking about, yeah, well, if you came in late, the highly publicized meeting between EFF leader Julius Malema and former President Jacob Zuma at Nkandla in KwaZulu-Natal ended without any of the two parties revealing details of the discussions. Malema and his entourage, they arrived in a helicopter in Gandla at around midday yesterday. He was accompanied by former EFF national chairperson, Advocate Dalimpofu, ANC Akruleni regional chairperson, Mswandile Masina, and ANC national executive member, Tony Yengeni. Now, uh, we had a reporter, Vusi Makhusini, there on site, and he, what he told us was that the media had braved the hot sun outside Zuma's and Gandla homestead from the morning till late afternoon. Journalists had hoped that Zuma and Malema would brief the media after their much talked about meeting over tea after a three-hour visit of the delegation emerged without divulging any of the discussion between the parties. EFF national spokesperson Vuyani Pambu only said that Zuma and Malema had enjoyed a hot but sweet cup of tea together. Speculation was rife that the discussion revolved around Zuma's decision to divide the constitutional court's ruling, instructing Zuma to appear before the Zondo Commission. It was also thought to have been aimed at smoothing ruffled feathers between Zuma and Malema, who enjoyed a strained relationship in the recent past. That is all we know at this point. Former President Jacob Zuma and Julius Malema, the EFF leader, met over a cup of tea. They've not divulged any details about that. Um, EFF national spokesperson Vuyani Pambo saying they enjoyed a hot but sweet cup of tea together. Um, I think at this point, that's li- literally all we have, you know, here on our uh, on our plates. And what we then look to do is try and, you know, analyze that as best we can. Um, and I think what you immediately get from that statement is that, um, you know, it was a cordial time. It was, a, you know, a sweet time. He said, well, sweet cup of tea, meaning that the, you know, conversations were beneficial to both parties. I think both left there with a quite of, um, you know, sweet taste in their mouth. So, of course, that's us just being wordsmiths here, aren't we, and trying to comb through whatever we possibly can based on that. So, yeah, that's what happened. And we'd love to know your thoughts with regard to that. We are going to be um, speaking to political analyst Dr. Um, Bekim Komezulu, who's going to be talking to us around 12.30. So from then until now, we'll talk about your thoughts with regard to it and I really want to talk about President Jacob Zuma and a lot of uh, attention he's been having in the media as of late. So um, you can send us your thoughts, your comments, your voice notes and your messages with regard to it. Uh, But interestingly enough, um, while we try and, um, you know, understand and piece together exactly what has um, transpired with regard to that meeting between the two, uh, you know, a brief history lesson will tell you this. We've been a, a, a tumultuous relationship, hasn't it? When Julius Malema served as the, um, you know, leader of the ANC youth wing, and, and who can ever forget the role he played in 2007 uh, and 2006 to an extent, um, 
in his support for President Jacob Zuma, who is vying for the uh, ANC presidency and subsequently the presidency of the state. Uh, we are prepared to pick up arms and fight for Zuma. We are prepared to kill for Zuma was the line that Julius Malema so famously um, you know, used. And then, of course, he was subsequently wrapped over the knuckles at a point. And then he leaves the ANC, goes on to form the um, Economic Freedom Fighters. And by you know, 2014, 2015, he chants, pay back the money to President Jacob Zuma, calls him a constitutional delinquent, um, halts the state of the nation addressing they will not listen to anything um, by a thief. So definitely tumultuous times. And now... You know, so many years on, as President Jacob Zuma is no longer the president of the state, we find that Julius Malema descends to Nkandla to have a cup of hot but sweet tea with Jul- with President, former President Jacob Zuma. So I think in- immediately you then question, well, if he disliked this man for all that he had done over the years, allegedly so, um, to sit and have a cup of tea with him and then declare it hot and sweet. Um, interesting dynamic, isn't it? South African politics, never a dull day, is it? But let's move on to other issues while you frame and form your thoughts. President Cyril Ramaphosa has cautiously reacted to former President Jacob Zuma's defiance of the constitutional court ruling that compels him to appear before the State Capture Commission. Earlier this week, ANC Secretary General Ace Magashule said Zuma has done nothing wrong and should be left alone. But Ramaphosa urged South Africans to give Zuma space to consider his views about the commission. He was speaking to the media while visiting Soweto to pay tribute to Rebecca Kotane, who died on Sunday at the age of 108. She was the wife of the late SACP Secretary General and ANC Treasurer General Moses Kotane. And Mokobo reports. Former President Jacob Zuma's latest decision not to cooperate with the Zondo Commission puts him in contempt of the highest court in the land. Zuma has defied the courts and the commission saying they can arrest him if they want. But he has since been criticized by some civil society organizations and opposition parties for his stance against the commission. On Friday, the former president had a meeting at his Ngandla home with the EFF leader Julius Malema to discuss his position regarding the Zondo Commission. But President Cyril Ramaphosa said Zuma must be allowed time and space to consider his stance. He has expressed his own thoughts and views that he does not want to go to the commission. But this is a matter that I am sure he's going to give much more thought to because uh, he's being counseled by a number of people and a number of organizations that uh, the constitutional structure that he contributed so much to needs to be given consideration. And I'm sure in his own mind, in his own time, he will think about all this. And I would like to say, let's give former President Jacob Zuma time and space to think about this, also to hear what other people are saying. The president has also not ruled out any possible meeting of the top six officials with Zuma to convince him to cooperate with the commission. Ramaphosa told the SAPC that meeting Zuma is still a possible option. Is there any consideration on the part of the top six officials maybe to meet with the former president to convince him because he has defied him? He's not willing to cooperate with the commission. He doesn't want to respect the constitutional court. Is there any consideration to convince Well, all those matters are matters that are obviously are options that can be looked at. And uh, let's, let's see how the matter develops as we move on. 
Meanwhile, the president has also paid tribute to the late Mary Becker Kotani, the wife of the late SACP General Secretary and ANC Treasurer General Moses Kotani, who died on Sunday. The president described Makotan as a stalwart in her own right who was laughed in the ANC. We were very saddened to hear that Mama Kotani has left us. She was very dear to many of us, both at a personal level as well as at an organizational level. She was a stalwart in her own name and right. Up to the last moments of her life, she still kept abreast of the events happening. I had come to visit her just the year before last and uh, spent many an hour with her uh, discussing about her movement that she loved so dearly. And so for us, it's a big loss. It's a big tree that has fallen. So we will miss her dearly as the ANC and the SACP as well. Makotane will be buried on Saturday at Pela Village outside Rustenbeck in the northwest. I am Tebumokobo Deepluf in Soweto. Mm. Something else for us to consider. <laughs> um, what do you think about that statement that Zuma should be given the space to consider his views about the commission? I mean, from what we understand, this commission is an integral part of South Africa's, um, you know, South Africa's constitution, South Africa's democracy, South Africa's future. Uh, this was, you know, set aside by... Um, the Republic of South Africa itself to investigate allegations into corruption. Um, and what we understand is that this commission must be respected, its work must be respected, appreciated. And you know, I think uh, it's going to be important to see what is done with the final report that this commission is likely to present. So from that perspective, um, how is one to consider your views about the commission? Surely the autonomous nature and the integrity of this commission is sanctified, right? Um yeah, it, it, it just then questions the integrity of the commission, I feel, if you say that, you know, one may choose their, um, you know, thoughts and views on the commission. So that's something just interesting. But I want to talk to um, Dr. Bekim Komezulu about this. I'm sure he's going to have some sort of uh, opinion and dynamic to share with us. And we're going to do that uh, just now to take the conversation forward. More thoughts here on President Jacob Zuma as... Um, we go into the conversation today. Former President Jacob Zuma insists that there's nothing untoward about the state funding his criminal case. He's appealing the December 2018 High Court order, which set aside the decision by the state to pay for legal costs relating to his criminal prosecution. Zuma, the DA and the EFF have filed papers in the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein. The former president has argued that charges against him have been prompted by political vengeance and acrimony. Tabiso Hadebe reports. In papers before the SCA, Zuma contends that charges against him were leveled in his capacity as public office bearer and that it is unfair and discriminatory to withhold state legal funds for his legal battle. The criminal charges against him include racketeering, corruption, money laundering and 12 charges of fraud. The charges emanate from the country's procurement of arms in the 1990s. Zuma is alleged to have pocketed bribes in return for providing political protection to one of the winning bidders, French company Thales. The criminal case has now cost the state more than 16 million rand. Zuma takes issue with the delay of the DA and EFF in initiating the review application. 
Zuma argues that the EFF's High Court application was not brought within reasonable time. The former president submits that EFF leader Julius Malema should have known about the decision to fund private legal costs at least in 2008. Although the EFF was founded in 2013, the party could have questioned the decision soon after its establishment. Legal expert Sikonyela Mwekieti says Zuma is within his right to ventilate the matter in court. The mistake that one, some people may be doing is to perhaps take away the presumption of innocence. Uh, he... He, he, the court has yet, is yet to find on that matter whether or not he acted in the manner that is alleged in, that, in those criminal matters. Yeah. So uh, perhaps it, one may look into whether the possibility of, uh, if it is found at the end that indeed he acted in the manner that is alleged, then the, the, court, the state may have recourse to whatever cost that he benefited and truly as a result of the office and has cost the state. The High Court declared that the state was not liable for the legal cost incurred by Zuma in his criminal prosecution. The court has also set aside the decision by presidency and the state attorney for the state to cover the legal cost incurred by Zuma in his criminal prosecution. Legal expert Machini Mutong weighs in. I think the, there is legal basis for the um, opposition of um, request by President Zuma uh, to have his legal costs uh, funded by, by the state. And, and, and they, they are quite solid grounds um, in, opposi- in opposing uh, the, that, that move. And, and I am of the view that the court will, have, will, will pronounce in favor of, 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 of uh, the opposition. DA and EFF in this matter. Meanwhile, Zuma has denied that he had used stalling tactics to avoid criminal prosecution. The SA matter will be heard in March. I'm Tabiso Khadebe in Bloemfontein. So yes, lots to talk about today. Bit of a Zuma focus we've got on here. So we are going to be um, taking into account your conversation. Like I did say that we are also going to be connecting with Bekim uh, Komezulu, who's going to be uh, giving us some insight into the state tuned. Being there for the ones you love, giving them your time, your love, and of course, food. And at Spa, we have all the services and products you need at great prices. Like Baby Soft Toilet Paper 2 Ply 18s, 89.99. Omo Auto Washing Powder 2kg, Liquid 1.5 litre, or Capsule 17s, 49.99. And Pampers Active Baby Pants Value Pack Assorted, only 159.99. Spa, we're here for you, so you can be there for your family. Yes, Newsbreak, we are bringing you cutting-edge current affairs today. Sorry about that delay. We we're just um, getting ready to go through to WhatsApp. So, yeah, let's start off the conversation. Um, yeah, and your WhatsApps, I'm going to ask you to keep them um, coming through on the line. Always eager to speak with you on a Saturday. Uh, here's one from Mr. Roy Singh. Hi to the Newsbreak team. This is Roy Singh from Stenger. I think Jacob Zuma, the former president, has expressed his real concern that he's not interested in expressing his views or answering the Zondo Commission of Inquiry, maybe for various reasons. There could be other people involved or VA is not prepared to expose. And uh, 
if you look at uh, the arms deal saga, he was also implicated there. And uh, Julius Malema at one stage was the youth league for the ANC. Now he's trying to get fame through Jacob Zuma. And uh, if you look at Jacob Zuma's age, he will not end up in prison. That's a clever old man that. And uh, we wish him the best. Roy Singh, Stanga Kwadugoza. Thanks, Mr. Singh, for starting the conversation of today. Um, okay, we're going to come back and listen to a lot of your voice notes on the program. Um, yeah, let's listen to Mr. Ian Governor, who sent a voice note. Good afternoon, Teresh and the team. A hypocrite is a kind of politician who would cut down a redwood tree, then mount the stump and make a speech for conservation. Jack urges people to give the Zondo Commission their full cooperation after establishing the commission. He has not taken his own advice, and come hell or high water, he will defy the Constitutional Court, the highest court in the land. He has not appeared before the commission even after being issued with summons. What a hypocrite. Thank you. Thank you for that, Mr. Governor. It's back to school at ShopRite, and we're giving you up to 40% off on over 300 products, like a 192-page A4 Scholar hardcover counter book, only $11.49, a 43-gram prick jumbo glue stick, just $31.99, and chippy heavy-duty plastic rolls, only $9.99 each. Make 2021 your year to save with back-to-school low prices, only at ShopRite. Prices valid till 21 February. Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. It's time for the all-exclusive now as we go live to Pakistan, chatting to Proteus Paceman, Lungi Ingiri. It's a beautiful country. Um, the people have been lovely. You're playing cricket for the Proteus now. You're obviously a role model for many of our young people in South Africa. Uh, what is your message to our young people who aspire to reach your ranks? Um, yeah, well, the advice that I learned, you know, um, or that I was here, listening is, is probably your biggest weapon, being able to take in a lot of information. What's Lungi's favorite food? If I'm being 100% honest with any bride meat. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. News break talk today. I'm Tadeh Shari Pashad. We are talking about events of the week and specifically focusing our conversation on uh, Julius Malema and President Jacob Zuma's uh, meeting over tea and subsequently other issues about them. Selvin on the conversation. Hello, Selvin. Tadeh, if it was some other president, they would have not been as cool and collective as Cyril. Cyril said, give Zuma time and space. But someone else in power, take the neighboring black states. They're very vicious. They said, lock him up or put him in. But Cyril Ramaphosa has to put up with the pandemic, lockdown. He has to put up with lots of things. And he's more dignified and more professional. So what I'm basically saying is birds of a feather flock together. Zuma in- invited uh, Malema to his house. Yet Malema left him while he was the president. Right? What does that tell you? Zuma, on the other hand, was involved in intelligence during the apartheid struggle. So he's no, ain't no fool. Zuma is smart. 
So what I'm basically saying is Zuma is going to be very wise and threaten the ANC members that he's going to reveal lots and uh, spill a can of worms. That's what he said the last time. But I think if Cyril Ramaphosa and the other members do it in a way they're doing it with the commissions, we'll have to put this to end. We cannot spend the rest of our life listening to ANC uh, turmoil that's going on. They need to run the country. Like in America, Biden took over. He's not fighting anymore with Trump. He's going ahead with the work. Likewise, here too. So in conclusion, uh, Taresh, what I'm basically saying is we need not worry much about Zuma anymore. He's taking up our time. We need to move the economy a bit. And the other thing is, Ace Magashola said, Zuma is not wrong. All these years he said nothing. Now because he is in trouble as well. So we are not here to see the elite who line their own pockets. Uh, putting up with circumstances. Let's give Cyril Ramaphosa our support and we trust him that he will be fair and square in getting the economy done because we pay the tax monies to them for their salaries. Thank you, Taresh. Selvin, thanks for that. Appreciate it. I'm going to go to WhatsApp text messages now. Uh, Al A says, Malema is the master of playing the media for publicity. I wonder what that phenomenon is, Al A. Like, he just can. Sorry to say, like Malema would issue out a statement or Malema would um, have something and everybody just flocks to cover it. I wonder what the power is. If one looked at the Twitter exchange between him and Zuma, it was clear that this was to be just a visit. A press conference would have been called if he thought it was beneficial. Malema succeeded in getting the nation focused on him and trying to Yes, the agenda. Six percent party has once again managed to shine the focus on itself on relegating an important SIU briefing on PPE corruption. You're quite right about that. Um, it was on the same day as the issue of the PPE um, corruption um, scandal. And um, yeah, well, just so you know, Ali, I made sure I covered that PPE corruption scandal. I gave that enough prominence on my broadcast on the day because I felt it was really vital information for the public. Uh, Zareen says, um, what did Malema want with Zuma when in every parliament they acted like red ants and fools? Uh, he won't go there if he was not going to benefit I don't trust them. They have taken too much from the taxpayers. Kala Shakti says, good day. Who's fooling who here? Maybe Julius getting some tips here. (laughs) His father and son to build his own kingdom. Uh, Krish Govinder from Pinetown says, the scenario seems like a soap opera. The issue is that Zuma was enjoying the benefits of Malema's tactics in 2007 to rally support for him. Regardless of whatever happened thereafter with Zuma's relationship, um, that turned bitter with Malema. It seems like birds of a feather flock together. Rani in Stanger Manor says, um, the president says that Jacob Zuma must be given time. Hasn't he been given enough time? The clock is ticking. Ramba Mudli from Phoenix says, how much of time does Zuma need to have to go to the Zondo Commission? Yeah, precisely. So those are your messages coming through. Keep them coming through. We enjoy the conversation with you. Um... We are going to be speaking to Professor Bekim Komezulu, who's going to be talking to us about these uh, very important issues about it. But, you know, LA raised a very important point, and um, I think it's something that we cannot turn a blind eye to. Um, and I want to then remind you about the impact SIU... Um, uh, 
excuse me, I want to remind you about the um, SIU report and the impact this is actually having on South Africans understanding the issue of PPE corruption. Well, 25 senior officials from various government departments are being investigated for fraud and corruption relating to violations of state procurement procedures. The case relates to 189 PPE corruption allegations in which the group... um, irregularly issued contracts to non-qualifying service providers to the tune of 30 billion rand while um, dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic programs. Head of the Special Investigation Unit, Advocate Andy Motibi and his team briefed the media in Pretoria. According to the SIU, contracts worth 13 billion rand issued during the lockdown period are being investigated. SIU head advocate Andy Mutibim says this resulted in over 2,000 contracts and service providers being probed. The unit was briefing the media on the finalized investigations and outcomes relating to PPE corruption. Mutibi says their investigation is concentrated on the 30 billion rand the state spent on COVID-related activities since March last year when the country went into national lockdown. The outcomes that we have now presented and they are as in the report as at the uh, 25th of November. The rent value of potential cash and or assets to be recovered, the value thereof is now sitting at 160.6 million. The matters that I've referred to in the report, that indicates further recoveries that SIU will still make. Now the rent value of actual cash or assets recovered as on the 4th of February, the value of the actual cash recovered and cash saved is 127.2 million. As a result, several government officials are now facing prosecution as well as disciplinary action for alleged maladministration and corruption. They are accused of awarding contracts to relatives, friends, newly formed companies with no experience, as well as overpricing of services and goods. Mutibi explains. As I indicated, the number of referrals made for disciplinary actions against officials is 25 and the number of referrals made against executive or administrative action is two. The number of referrals made to the relevant prosecuting authorities is uh, 38. And the rent value of matters uh, in the special tribunal to date, factoring in the cases that were enrolled after the 25th of November, we've got 15 matters valuing the contract value of 300 and 65 million. The Houting Health Department has been identified as one of the biggest contributors to PPE corruption. Mutibi says his unit has had engagements with the NPA to ensure that those fingered in corruption are prosecuted. There is a quite a number of referrals that we have made for officials to be held accountable for disciplinary action and we are not satisfied that those actions are acted upon effectively or all of them. Uh, Similar to the referrals for prosecution and we are also ensuring that we lift the bar in terms of the civil litigation recoveries. We really need to ensure that when we put together the evidentiary material that we submit to the NPA, it should be a material that is sufficient enough to assist NPA to come to a finding. According to the SIU, the level of corruption discovered in the PPE procurement investigation is very concerning. Motivi says this is unacceptable. The level of corruption um, is really clear to us. Uh, When we do 
this PPE maladministration and corruption, I would like to say the scale of it really tops some of those that we have done uh, before. But uh, uh, if you look in the SOEs and some of the departments, there are those matters uh, on, 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 on the value and scale that also almost seeks to compare. But the PPE from our trend analysis has been really a, a situation unprecedented. The SIU has vowed to pursue any officials attempting to quit their jobs during investigation. It says such individuals may, among others, risk losing their pension benefits. Fanuel Schumer, SABC News, Pretoria. Shocking, to say the least, to be honest, uh, with regard to those allegations and I think some of the reports coming through from the SIU at this point. Um, 25 senior officials from various government departments are being investigated for fraud and corruption relating to the violations of state procurement procedures. I mean, that in itself is quite shocking in a time of COVID-19. So, yeah, we look forward to, to keeping tabs on those those investigations. Um, okay, so yes, we've got Professor Becky Mkomezulu who's joining us on the line and it's been a very long time so I'm really excited, Professor, to connect with you after such a long time. How have you been? No, everything is fine, my brother. Uh, we're trying to survive against all odds. Yeah, I think that's what it's been like for the past um, 12 months, hasn't it? So good that everybody is still coping. But I see the people who seem to be coping quite wonderfully is President Jake, former President Jacob Zuma and uh, Judith Malema over tea. Um, you know, your thoughts on that meeting? No, uh, honestly speaking, uh, I must say that uh, the meeting came as a surprise to most of us, myself included. But then looking at uh, the broader political context from a, a global perspective, it shouldn't surprise us because uh, we have learned that uh, politicians are, are kind of uh, people who cannot be confirmed. One minute they are friends, the next minute they are enemies, the day after they are friends again. So in this case, one would not have ever thought that um, uh, the leader of the EFF, Julius Malema, would want to have a meeting with former President Jacob Zuma, given uh, what happened in Parliament and the kind of utterances that he has made before. But for me, I think that one of the reasons why Malema took a decision to ask for a meeting with former President Zuma is because the political context has changed entirely. At the time, former President Zuma was a president of the ANC and he was a president of the country, and therefore there was a lot at stake. Now with him having relinquished both positions, then it means that he is no longer considered as a political threat or a political enemy. Therefore, my suspicion is that Julius Malema just wants to close the chapter and then open a new chapter, given that he will never have a chance again where he will contest against uh, former President Zuma or where he will have a debate with him, uh, either in parliament or in any other political setting. So I think for him it's just uh, to bring closure to this whole thing, all the things that he has done before and he has said before. Yeah, and you know, while that is the immediate sort of think, right, um, the two have had a tumultuous relationship over the years, uh, whether it was within the Youth League, whether it was uh, as, you know, opposition party leaders, or, or rather as Malema as the opposition uh, against the ruling ANC, um, or whether it was, let's not forget, pay back the money. But no, isn't at the yes. same time, Professor, uh, 
one could you know expect this because it literally seems as if Zuma and Malema over the years have really had a um, sort of you know political understanding where they were I hate to use this word but it's the only word that's coming to mind right now they were constantly politicking you know they knew the games they were playing you are absolutely right my brother and I think it's in the same context that I'm saying that uh, the political context has changed at the time Malema wanted to uh, present himself as a, a militant leader and therefore anyone who stood in his way had to be uh, dealt with uh, accordingly uh, at that particular uh, moment in time. And that moment in time has now uh, disappeared and it's a new political uh, situation that we are facing. But then secondly, one thing that uh, we tend to forget as the South African public is that former uh, President Zuma and uh, Julius Malema in fact got along very well. Even at the time when the ANC took a decision uh, to oust Malema or to kick Malema out of the ANC, uh, former President Zuma was one of the people who did not um, uh, feel good about that idea. He would have wanted him to stay a bit longer and then be uh, molded correctly because the, the only mistake which I think uh, uh, caused um, um, Malema at uh, the ANC card is not necessarily because he's not liked by uh, the general public or the youth, but it's because of his uh, uh, behavior, which was uh, deemed unacceptable. If you were to change that, he would have remained in the ANC. But then uh, when the ANC took a decision to suspend him, instead of him lying low, as it were, he instead started throwing bombs left, right, center. And that is the reason why then eventually he had to be kicked out. But as yeah. for the relations between the two, I think that you are absolutely right when you say they do understand each other. They've understood each other in the past. That is why Malema now wants to close this chapter and go back to where they used to be, where they would understand each other politically. So where did the narrative about this was going to be a conversation about the Constitutional Court ruling that President Jacob Zuma must appear before the Zonda Commission and must answer um, to all questions posed to him, where did that narrative come from? Generally speaking, that narrative has been, uh, has been in fact popularized by the media and by a few individuals who uh, would not miss an opportunity to say something even if they have nothing to say. Uh, it's just a convenient statement, given that uh, uh, the ruling has just come out, the one that was read by Justice Jester, and then uh, suddenly uh, they, they, we heard that uh, uh, Malema wants to meet President Zim. So then uh, for people who are not... Uh, and instead of looking at this matter seriously, they just took it for granted. Oh, therefore, it means that uh, we are going to talk about uh, uh, the Constitutional Court ruling. Basically, enlightening it to what happened uh, on the eve of the, of the 1994 um, uh, general election, where uh, Dr. Okomo from Kenya persuaded um, um, uh, the president of the IFP, Inkos Mangosu Kutselezi, uh, to join um, the, the election. This is why then he joined at the 11th hour. And then Okumu at the time became uh, the big guy because he had uh, convinced uh, Prince Mutilis. So then others were interpreting this in the same manner, saying that uh, if uh, Julius Malema were to meet former President Zuma and convince him to appear before the Zondo Commission, then that would give him a political mileage in the sense that uh, he would have uh, reasoned with the former President Zuma and then former President Zuma would have gone back to, uh, to the Zondo Commission. So that, that is where this whole thing comes from. 
Yeah, interesting, interesting to know. I want to talk a bit more about that, you know, uh, the, the possible appearance or lack thereof at the Zondo Commission. But before we go there, Professor Mkomizudu, um, you know, back to Malema and, and uh, Zuma meeting, um, it's, it's I, I think, you know, one was closely awaiting to have a um, sort of a briefing out of out of this this particular meeting, and that didn't happen. What do you think it's going to do now? Because politically, um, Julius Malema, you know, constantly needs to, um, I think, cement his status as a politician, cement his party's ethos, and he's faced a lot of flack as of late. Uh, and President Jacob Zuma himself needs to, um, you know, have. Um, this constant association of um, you know him being in charge of his political fate. So, from that perspective, where do you think this meeting? Um, what is it going to do for these two politicians now that it's actually happened and the whole uh, media furor has, has has erupted over it? No, I think uh, it's a lot of things. First of all, uh, where you started from, I think that. Uh, it was a wise move for both uh, former President Zuma and the president of the AFS, Julius Malema, not to um, have a media briefing immediately after the meeting. I think that was, um, a, a, for me, that was a welcome strategy because there are a lot of people who are uh, having a, a general interest or vested interest in this matter, and whatever they would have said then would have been linked to the Zondo Commission and the Constitutional Court judgment. So stakes were high. So they did a good thing by uh, basically uh, um, ensuring that there is a cooling off period, as it were, so that by the time they release the statement, which we are expecting it tomorrow, then at least they will have considered all the context, and then they'll come up with a, a statement that will suit their needs, not necessarily the needs of those who have vested interest in the matter. Yeah. But so yeah, I think that Zuma and Malema yeah. dusted there. But Professor, you know, while you're joining us today, I want to talk about, uh, you know, um, former president's utterances that, you know, he's not going to appear, uh, he's going to defy the constitutional court ruling that he should appear before the uh, inquiry into state capture. Um, and, and lots of has come through since, and first, m- most notably, um, Ace Magashule, ANC Secretary General, saying that, you know, Zuma had done nothing wrong and should be left alone. Um, you know, I have to to ask, is, is this culture of the ANC to, um, you know, pronounce on um, matters as great and severe as this to the public just like that? I mean, ultimately, this is Ace Magashuli of the ANC now saying that uh, he doesn't think that the, that the president has done anything wrong, which basically is in contravention of what the Constitutional Court has said. So from that perspective, how against or in line with ANC culture is this? No, yeah, let me answer that question in two ways. One, it's not the culture of the ANC for leaders to pronounce on issues that have not been ventilated by the party. So that one is clear. Uh, on, on the case of um, uh, Ace Mahashule, I think that he was caught off guard. And the best he should have done would be to say, uh, this matter is sub care, and therefore I cannot comment about it. But secondly, as the ANC leadership, we have not discussed it. He should have left it there. But I think the media caught him off guard because he had gone there on a different mission uh, to basically pay his uh, tribute to uh, the late Mrs. Kotane, and then the media brought him into this thing. 
So ordinarily, who was not supposed to have uh, commented on this one? But secondly, I think that as much as it is okay for all of us, in fact, it's mandatory uh, to all of us to respect the Constitution, the question that arises is what happens if the justices, that is, uh, those who are in the uh, uh, Constitutional Court, also err uh, in their judgment? What happens on that one? So I think that as much as it is not uh, a right for uh, former President Zuma not to, uh, not to respect the, the Constitutional Court ruling, but I think he is raising a statement that should help us as a nation as to what happens in an event that uh, the judges who sit at the Constitutional Court do things that are not supposed to be done. I'll, I'll make an example. When Justice Jester read his ruling, uh, the tone, it, it could tell that uh, he, this was someone uh, who was in fact uh, touched by this issue and in a way taking it personal. On, on one occasion, he said that uh, uh, former President Zuma is the one who appointed the commission. Therefore, it is totally unacceptable for him uh, to frustrate the commission. I read something from this one because the, the, the impression was that uh, former President Zuma went to bed, woke up the following day, and then formed the, 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 the commission, which is not so. Because he had delayed and he was asking the nation, are you ready for this commission? And are you going to accept everything that will happen? Because a lot of things are going to happen. It's not just about me, but it's about the nation. Then the court forced him to form uh, the commission, and then he complied. So that is the context that was, that was missing. Yeah, I understand point, the point and, and, and the yes. example you've illustrated there, Professor, and it does make sense. But I want to say to you then that, um, sh- you know, there could be a great deal of... of um, Frustration because there's several court rulings that have suggested um, right there from Chief Justice himself that uh, President Jacob Zuma, former President Jacob Zuma, has been in violation, direct violation and contravention of the Constitution. So from that perspective, uh, surely what the Constitutional Court continues to pronounce on is being ignored and therefore there would be that level of um, sort of urgency in, in in the way Justice Jafta you know issued out his his ruling no no I'm not questioning uh, the processes the processes are clear the Constitution is clear you start at the lower uh, at the lower court you go to the uh, appeals court and then eventually go to the constitutional court which is the final arbiter the only point I'm making is uh, this particular incident has opened our eyes as to uh, what happens in the event that uh, the constitutional court is at. That's, that's the only point I'm making. Yeah, because yeah. then, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, Lucky I've been discussing this issue with other media houses, and then one of the callers said that uh, there is a difference between an accused person and a witness. I immediately corrected that caller and yeah. said, Everyone who appears before the, before Justice, Justice, Justice Zondo is in fact a witness. No one uh, is a defendant, and no one uh, uh, in fact uh, basically yeah, everyone yeah, is, uh, should be quiet. Then I made this point that uh, when Tutumienu appeared before the commission, she was allowed to not to answer certain questions. But then in this case, the judgment says former President Zuma is forced to appear before the commission, and he is forced to answer all the questions. And the question I was asking is, is there a law for South Africans and then a law for former presidents? 
So that is where I think the issues are. Absolutely, and that was a point that I I did even um, you know speak to to, to a lot of uh, legal experts about, Professor. I mean, you know, if you at one point you could have the uh, right, the, the 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 privilege rather to um, you know not say anything to incriminate yourself, why then does that privilege not apply to President Jacob Zuma? We could dissect that for a very long time to come, but uh, we have to wrap up, Professor. So I think my last question yeah. to you then is, and this is from what President Cyril Ramaphosa has said with regard to his thoughts on the matter. Um, and what he says is that he's urging South Africans to give Zuma space to consider his views about the commission. And I wonder how flawed a statement like that is or how um, you know correct it is, because it brings into question the integrity of the State Capture Commission. Um, what we understand is this is a very vital part of the Constitution and it, this commission must be respected and the work it does must be respected. But if you then say that people, need, people should be allowed the space to consider their views about the commission, I mean, really, what is that referring to? Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I also uh, listened to the President on several occasions uh, making that statement. Basically, my understanding here is that uh, former President Zuma is expected to appear before the Zondo Commission from the 15th to the 19th of this month. And that date has not come yet. So anything can happen between now and the 15th, or in fact, and the 14th, that is the day before uh, he is set to appear. So I think if you look at uh, the President's statement in that context, we might then be saying that let's not jump the gun, let's wait until the date comes, and then the former President Zuma doesn't present himself before the Zondo Commission, then we'll act. So that is one way of thinking the matter. But then secondly, when the commission was formed, the ANC took a position that it is not going to comment uh, on the Zondo Commission proceedings, nor is it going to support any of its members that are supposed to appear before the Zondo Commission. So when the ANC then did not comment uh, on the statement made by former President Zuma, I think that it was being consistent. We'll wait for the NEC to meet and then see what happens then, because hopefully by then we'll have reached the assistant and, uh, and if the, president, uh, the former president stands by his word, he will not have presented himself. Then the case can be discussed at an NEC meeting of the ANC. Then the president also has another responsibility as the person who is supposed to uphold the constitution and protect the constitution. Then he will have to act in that particular regard. So basically, uh, uh, President Ramaphosa is wearing two hats. He will be there in the NEC meeting of the ANC, but he also has to pronounce as the president of the country. But I think he has a right in saying that let us not rush the matters. Let's wait and see what happens. Wonderful. Well, Professor Mkome Zulu, always insightful to speak with you and understand your perspective on these uh, very hot topics. Uh, take care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, my brother, and thank you for having me. Appreciate your time. Professor Becky Mkome Zulu, they're helping us understand a lot of this uh, analytically, politically uh, interesting comments and points he's even raised there about the integrity of the Zonto Commission and uh, the respect of a day off and even the Constitutional Court. I think that was quite interesting. Daniel Chellen on a voice note. Hello there, sir. Good afternoon, Newsbreak team. This is Daniel Joshua Challen. As far as the meeting, Tea Party meeting between Jacob Zuma and Malema is concerned, I personally believe that Malema himself is an arrogant person that does not obey law and has his own ways. For him to talk to Jacob Zuma 
who also was defying the orders of the highest court in this land. I don't see anything appropriate in that getting together. All I believe that Malema that was in hibernation all this time, you never heard of him, is all also coming into the limelight now at this time to show the community and the country that he is trying to do something, the ANC has done nothing, and nobody else is doing something. He is trying to gain favor of the citizens of South Africa. This is all uh, point-gaining tactics, I believe. You know, interesting point there, Mr. Chellin. Uh, what we understand is that uh, President, former President, I keep saying President Jacob Zuma. I think I've spent so many years of my career saying President Zuma that it's just embedded in my brain and it's not changing. Please excuse me. Former President Jacob Zuma has a um, strong, solid following even to date, uh, politically on the ground in communities. He does. That is a that is a really established point. Um, who doesn't want political favor? Who doesn't want to tap into the resource at uh, a slight, isn't it? And let's be honest, we're going into an election year. So Julius Malema possibly wanting to solidify his gains um, and tap into that popularity pool of former President Jacob Zuma. Surely that is something that could have even been something on the table there to, to have discussed. Salim Adam, hello there. Hi, Teresh. This is Salim Adam. The meeting between ex-president Zuma and Julius Malema is no coincidence. One must bear in mind that Julius Malema is a political figure and has presidential aspiration for the future. As far as president Zuma, ex-president Zuma is concerned, one must always remember that con- corruption is endemic in this country. We are putting so much of focus on Zuma, but the present government and the present people in government are so corrupt. Corruption will continue and it will destroy the fabric of society and this country if we do not jail criminals that are corrupt. I think one of the big problems with Malema is that the VBS scandal is beginning to surface, and I think that will be a serious issue. Ah, Salim, somebody interrupted our conversation there, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for the voice note. We appreciate it. Um, more text messages. Tonti from Richards Bay says, Cancer is like corruption and cannot be eradicated. If it was Praveen um, who did that, what Zuma has done to the Constitution, he would be hung out to dry. And Shamila Batoy is like poetry in slow motion, very quiet. Charles from Verulam, I agree with the speaker about um, let's get on with running the country. Too much of taxpayers' money is being spent on the commission. Mm. Uh, yeah, interesting points there. A lot of people have said that. Um, you know, we constantly have to fund that commission and we're not really getting any back any of the lost billions and millions that the commission is talking about. Louis Pillay from Durban, regarding the Zondo Commission that was created by the former president, he should set an example. And I think Mr. Pillay then means he should appear and do the right thing and, you know, um, appear before the commission. Zahir Danbar from Phoenix says, how does Roy Singh of Stango wish Zuma all the best? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, when the ANC's very own Ramaphosa said it was nine wasted years. And while Malema is, this is according to Zahir, he says, while Malema is supporting Zuma, 
but dead silent when 100% of South Africans were getting abused by the Chinese in China during the stage 5 of lockdown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What are the issues um, that one should be focusing on as per your mandate of your party? Shamila Maharaj from Stanger says, this topic is an ongoing one like a soapy. Um, justice has to be done. Rohini says, Namaste. Jacob Zuma made Malema feel welcome over a cup of sweet and hot tea. But Malema could have an ulterior motive, something very fishy. Malema forgot about payback the money. Loshni Naika says, the president and his party are supposed to be leading by example, but each one just turns a blind eye to irregularities. What are we teaching our future leaders? Anonymous says, um, finished having biryani and samosas with the guptas, now drinking hot sweet tea with Malema. <laughs> you are savage, Anonymous, you are savage. <laughs> Was Malema not also investigated? Otherwise, how does he own so much um, of hardworking and honest Africans take a lifetime to get extravagant assets? Is Malema giving him more ideas on how to, um, to uh, yeah, buck the useless ANC government? Masi Ben says, I don't think uh, Zuma is a hypocrite. Malema sent uh, tweets for the um, for the function. Um, yeah. Just to remind us that he told us that he will have his day in court. Yeah. Thank you, Masi Ben, for listening. Raj, Raj Kumar from Cape Town says, Malema made it very clear that there is no love between him and Raymond Zondo. In my opinion, he met with Zuma to tell him not to cooperate with the commission and that the EFF will support him. <laughs> These conspiracy theories keep me up at night. <laughs> Lynette from Phoenix says, uh, you know what bothers me is my husband was on the road at three o'clock on the road during, the, uh, during uh, lockdown. He was fined and locked up and he was being treated like a murderer, yet Jacob Zuma is being treated like a king. Uh, need to skim through more messages now. Frank from Peter Marisburg, I don't know why we are still driving a wedge between Mklozi and the commander-in-chief of VFF. Is it abnormal for two prominent politicians to meet on a bilateral basis? Esma Gashuri is correct. Leave Jacob Zuma alone. Just give him space. Do not be swayed by the media. Look at things from Ubuntu, not through the narrow angle. Yeah, wow, interesting points you've got there. Bina Ramdhari says, Zuma and Malema are always at loggerheads. Now maybe both of them are discussing how they will benefit from the corruption money government needs to follow them closely. So many more messages. I don't have the time to incorporate that into the program. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for contributing. We'll leave the conversation there. It came your way courtesy of the team, executive producer Salma Patel and Rachel Vadi. Tomorrow we're talking about the high price of food, ginger and garlic and all of that. So we're going to be talking about the exorbitant price increases, the impact it's had on your public, uh, on your purse and what the um, National Consumer Commission is going to be doing about it. From me, Tadesh, hey, have an awesome day. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.